Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. We hope you're still around, still listening. Yeah, we missed last week. Um, I am back from the motherland. And you didn't come back with an accent. No, I had had a real great time over there. And I did see one person with a Jacksonville Jaguars jersey on. Oh, great. What was it, uh, Blake Bortles jersey? I think it was a linebacker because it was number 50-something. I didn't see the back. That's okay. I wouldn't buy a Bortles jersey either. <laughs> that would be my go-to. Yeah, I'm fairly certain it was 50-something, and I, but I don't know which player it was. Well, that's exciting. So, yeah, I mean, if you want some NFL from England, I saw one jersey while I was over there. And convinced my brother-in-law that he will be a Steelers fan once he moves over here. So, Poor guy. Boom. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, having said that, um, our Twitter handle, of course, is at TripsRightPod. We have a, f- a couple tweets to read later in the show, so thanks to those who tweet at us. Let us know your questions, opinions, thoughts, whatever. And also follow our personal accounts, which I always put in the description of each episode. And now that football season's here. Oh, yeah. Though I know I'll be more active in the stuff I'm throwing out there in the yeah. Twitterverse. A lot more tweets coming. July is kind of a slow month, but here we are. First preseason game as we July. speak. July. How do they say it? Yeah, that is how they say it. July. I would just say Lolai, but. Lolai. July. Makes a little more yeah. sense. No. <laughs> it is kind of a low. Yeah, when there's only baseball going on and when your team sucks, it's pretty hard. But to hey, follow. you had the Hall of Fame game tonight. Yep, as we you speak. You saw real NFL jerseys out on the field. Matt Schaub going at it. <laughs> that guy's got to be as old as Tom Brady, isn't he? No. <laughs> Close. Um, yeah, I was. I was pretty invested in the first quarter, at least, of that game. But yeah, man, I, I missed the first quarter, so I don't think they really played any starters, hey? No, uh, there there was a couple like offensive linemen and like some defensive players that are starters that played a few series, but no like big names. Um, but I must say, when I heard that NFL on NBC theme come on for like Sunday Night Football, man, got chills. That just oh, every time, especially the first time for a new season. What a beautiful thing. Even hearing Chris Collinsworth's voice made me happy. And there's That's not many times I can say that. That's how you know it's been a long that. time. Yeah. <laughs> Top when you're happy to hear that man speak. No doubt. Okay. Well, our next division is the AFC South for our over-unders. So, I think we're going to start with the Jacksonville Jaguars. All right. So in 2018, the Jacksonville Jaguars, Saxonville, won five games. Five games. And they're projected to win 7.5. Interesting. So let's go take a look at their schedule. Jump into the schedule. Which honestly isn't that far away, September 8th. I know. Ooh, they get to open up against Kansas City. With a big fat L. With a big fat L, is how they're going to start their year. Yeah, I think Kansas City's going to come out guns a blazing. And with 
obviously the news being released about Tyree Hill recently. Yep. Not going to miss time. That offense gets to pick up where it left off. Terry Kill yeah, had a little. Terry Kill had a little scare in training camp. He said he got carted off because he got hit in the thigh or something, but it was just like a bruise or. So he's, he's fine okay. apparently. But yes. I'm hoping. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think that is a loss for Jacksonville. All right, let's go week two at Houston against the Texans. Uh, probably a loss. I I think a loss too. I'm good with that. Week three versus the Titans. This is at home Thursday night football. I, I can see them get here. Yeah, I don't really have any love for Tennessee, so. No, and especially if they start zero and two, they're gonna be looking for a win. Thursday night. Tennessee seems like a decent opponent where they can pick up that first win. Yeah. Okay. They are Owen. Sorry, they are one and two. One and two. Uh, Broncos. Okay, actually, we have this one. So let me go back to our sheet here. Oh, yeah. We had Broncos playing Jacksonville. So we had the Broncos winning that game. Okay. So Jacksonville's going to take a loss. Well, do we still agree with that? I guess. Yeah. Have like, your thoughts changed at all? I know it's at Denver. Um. Yeah. So we had Denver winning. You said right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so, still okay with that. Yeah, I think I agree. Like I think Denver's still a pretty decent team. Flacco, although all the jokes we make, will bring better quarterback play than they had last year. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'll and I go think with the defense in Denver matches up pretty well. Mm-hmm. Again, well and like we don't really know what the offense is in, in Jacksonville, right? Like Right. Leonard Fournette seems to well, from the reports, seems to be more involved in the passing game. And it'll be interesting to see how Nick Foles, just like the chemistry between him and, like, the ragtag group of wide receivers that they have, you know? Like, right. like is D.D. Westbrook going to break out this year? Is D.J. Chark going to come on? Or is Marquise Lee going to be good from his injury? Like, I don't really know. So, yeah, it's kind of question marks when we think about who Nick Foles is going to be throwing to or who he's going to have chemistry with. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's move on to the Carolina Panthers. Okay. I can see this one going either way. Yeah, like Carolina think, doesn't... Like Cam Newton could struggle against that defense. Yeah, like that's the thing. Carolina's just very unknown. Um, they don't seem to have a ton of offensive weapons outside of McCaffrey and, of course, New- Cam Newton and... Their defense is really like we don't really know what they are. Yeah, I I think this is where Jacksonville could pick up another yes. win. I'd be willing yeah. to give Jacksonville the W. So that is two wins. Two. Okay, wins. New Orleans Saints. Okay. They will lose to. New Sorry, Orleans. yeah, two wins, two, three losses. Okay. Yeah, that's a loss to New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Cincinnati Bengals, we have this one down. The Bengals are going to lose to Jacksonville. So Jacksonville gets another win here. They get their third win. That's what yeah, we had. Yeah, I there. think Cincinnati's going to be a mess this year. So. Okay. Going into week eight, the New York Jets. Looking at the Jets, we had the Jets winning this game. Yeah, I'm, you know, I think the whole, the whole uh, Antonio Brown thing 
made me actually like Le'Veon Bell again. So, like, the Jets are kind of like a team that I'm kind of excited about. <laughs> yeah. Um, How dare you? <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah, no. And they, uh, I think Sam Darnold's going to have a good year. And yeah. And I think, I think they'll be a interesting team to watch. Okay. So I'm good with that. So we still have three wins for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay. They get their second matchup versus Houston in week nine. Hmm. This Do we one. Houston's going to both games. Oh, this one's in matches. London. Oh. This one is in London. So a home game for Jacksonville. Oh man, that's hard to pick because it's like Jacksonville's used to going over there. Yeah, so both teams are kind of a disadvantage. But I still think Houston is just way so better. Just better. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Jacksonville takes a little L. Okay. The Colts after the bye week, week eleven. I'm willing to say that they split with the Colts. Okay, so let's say that they lose this game, and they'll win the Week 17 matchup. Yes. We'll say so we're still at three. Mm-hmm. Tennessee Titans. Do they sweep Tennessee? Oh man. See, I could see them splitting this too. I think they do split. Okay. I think I'll give Tennessee the win here. So that's their fourth. Oh, sorry. We're still at three wins. Only three wins? Still at three. Let me just make sure. Yeah, we had them beating the Bengals, the Panthers, and the Titans. Yeah, they only yeah. have three wins. Tampa Bay, I think they can beat Tampa Bay. Yeah, in week, I think they'll win that game. 13. So four wins. Chargers. I don't think they beat the Chargers. Probably a loss. Wait, actually, I have this one. Let me just check it. Chargers, Jacksonville. Oh, we have Jacksonville winning. Well, yeah, I mean, I could see that happening. So we're at five wins for Jacksonville. Okay. Oakland. Man, what did we have for this one for Oakland? Oh, yeah. We had the Raiders are losing to Jacksonville. Yeah. So there's six wins. That's kind of how I was leaning. Atlanta, I think Atlanta wins. Yeah. And the Colts, we said they were going to win. So that, that last matchup. Right. Split. So, that so we're at seven wins. At seven. And seven and a half is the, is the number. I think it's a seven and a half. Of course, it's going to be this close. <laughs> I am going to take, man, seven and a half. It's hard because Jacksonville had that year where they got to the uh, AFC Championship game a couple of years mm-hmm. ago. Mm-hmm. And then this past year, they regressed, had a poor showing, only won five games. But Jalen Ramsey... Just don't know what- I just don't know what they're going to be this year. I don't know if they're going to stay the same or if I think they're going to get better. I think they do get better. But do they get to eight? In this division, man. Um, I don't think they do. Okay. I'm going to take the under. I think 
they could maybe get six. I yeah. I don't see him getting to eight wins, so I'm going to take the under at six. I think that. Yeah, I was leaning under, but for this, I think, I think I, I think I'm going to say they're eight and eight. Mm. I just feel like that defense might kind of uh, come back again. Not, they'll never be as good as they were two years ago. But um, plus, way better quarterback. I mean. We assume with Foles. Um, we saw what Foles tried to do when he broke out on his own before. But since then, he's been a very important quarterback to a Super Bowl team. Mm-hmm. So I think that could make the difference. Okay. And no, yeah. That's... Yeah. So, yeah. I'll go, I'll go eight, like just over. I don't think they'll go more than that. But Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, there you have it. There's our Jacksonville Jaguar, Jaguars recap. The Jags, the Jagoffs. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's go to Tennessee. Okay. Let's go to Mike Vrabel's. Tennessee Titans. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Mike Vrabel. Didn't he say that? Cut off his dick if you can win a Super Bowl. Yeah, or Mike Vrabel said he cut off his dick. If he could win a Super Bowl, and his wife tweeted that she would help him do it, so. Wow, that's commitment. Yeah, I believe his comment was, "I've been married for ten years, so she probably wouldn't care." <laughs> <laughs> Seems like a sad Sick reality, that. but that's the reality. <laughs> Man, they have an awful schedule. Here we go. Okay, Tennessee. Where are we? Oh, the man. Tennessee Titans. Tennessee Titans won nine game last year. Yeah, man. They Yikes. that was a crazy division, man. I didn't even know. I didn't Outside realize of that. And they are projected to get seven and a half Ooh, so wins this year. Man, I didn't realize they had nine. Yeah, okay. they were. Remember, it came down to them and the the Colts and Titans week seventeen game. Whoever won yeah, would, would be the wild card. You mentioned yeah, I think they won some games that they weren't supposed to in order to. Well, yeah, they Make had that game against the Patriots, right? Yeah, the Eagles, too, I think they got as well. Where Deion Lewis was talking some mad trash. He had one good game all season. Man, if that guy could just, like, make it through a Super Bowl without getting hurt, that would be awesome. <laughs> a lot of hey, wasn't no, he actually, the... I love, I love Deion when he played for us. He was awesome. Wasn't he the one that scored just... the winning touchdown against the Falcons? It's James White. Oh, okay, never mind. Because, you know, what? Deion went down early in that game. Oh, well, okay, yeah, that's what you were saying. Or was saying. it right before overtime? He, like, did, like, they, it was right before overtime. We tried to do, like, some fake run, fake kneel type thing. Mm-hmm. And then he took off, and then he, like, pulled his hamstring or something, and he <laughs> fell out of bounds. Like, oh, great. Heading into overtime, and he's down. But well, then sweet James White took us to the house. Can never keep those Patriots running back straight. There's too many of them. I know. <laughs> so many of them. Okay. Let's get into this Titans season. So Week what's one. funny, I see this game against oh. Cleveland, and I immediately wanted to say they'll win because in my mind it's the Browns, right? But then I remember, oh, yeah. You see the logo and you're like, oh, Yeah, lost. exactly. <laughs> but then you remember, oh, the Browns are actually going to be probably good this year. <laughs> Orange helmet, loss. Okay, yeah, we have the Browns winning. So yeah. Week one, there's an L. Week two, 
the Colts. I think they lose. Yeah. Okay. Week three. This is where we said they were going to split, right? Yeah. So we... Jack gets the win here. Right. Which means the Titans are 0-3. They go on to play Atlanta in Atlanta. I also think that's a loss. Yeah, me too. So they get to start 0-4. Let's go to week five. Buffalo Bills. What did we Do you have? think this is where they get their first one? Oh, yeah, sorry. Remember I, what I should know that these are coming up and that we have these already picked. <laughs> but, oh, man, we have the Buffalo Bills beating the Tennessee Titans. Well, better stick with it. And you know what? It's probably because we love Josh Allen so much. That's Oh, big Josh Allen. That's the guy. reason why we – it was probably a 50-50 split for us. And we said, well, Buffalo has Josh Allen. Josh Allen is the GOAT. <laughs> Buffalo gets the win. All wow. right. 0-5. 0-5. Shouldn't be chopping anything yet, Vrabel. Um, Denver, let's see. Ouch. Denver Broncos. We probably had them losing this, I bet. We did. Yeah, we picked the Broncos to win this game. So they're 0-6. Oh, my gosh. What are we doing to the Titans? Oh, man. And then they play Los Angeles. I'm guaranteeing we had them we losing. had that as a loss. Yeah. Man, so they are 0-7 for okay. us. Poor SOBs. Okay, Tampa. Week, week 8. What do you think? Is this where they could get a win? Yes. Well, one win. Man, Tampa could be a different animal too with Arians, man. But I don't think the Titans are bad enough to go zero and eight in those first eight games. No, they'd probably win at least one of those along the way. Yeah, I think they, I think they win one or two. <laughs> but yeah, we'll give them a win here. Okay. Win against Tampa, Carolina. See, I like Carolina more than the Titans. Yeah, me too. At Carolina, man, loss. Yeah, that's a loss. And then they play Kansas City the week after that. It's got to be a loss. That's a loss. Yeah, we had a one in nine going into the bye week. Okay, they come out against Jacksonville. This is where they get their second win. We had. Yes. Okay, we got two games. The Colts. Do they get a game on the Colts? They probably they probably could split. Like I think if they were to split, it would okay. Because I'm trying to think if they wow they play the Houston Texans like week 15 and week 17. Mm-hmm. That's weird. Okay, of the two teams, do you think they're more likely to split with Houston or the Colts? Because I I don't think that they will split with both of those teams. Well, that week 17 game, Houston could very well like have a playoff spot locked up or something and then you know, it turns into one of those games where the Titans win by default. Okay. Yeah, uh, I think so. I like that. Yeah. So let's give them a loss versus the Colts in week 13. Okay. We're at 3 wins, we said. <laughs> I think yeah. we're like at just one. Sorry. No, we gave them Jacksonville oh. in week 12. We gave them Tampa in week eight. We're at two. Oh, we only had two wins. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let's give them a win versus Oakland. I think they could get a win there. Yeah. 
Oak so Park. we're at three. What did we have though when we picked Oakland? Oh. We have the Raiders. Oh, we have the Raiders winning. Oh, okay. Man. Okay. Yeah, hey, we're still at two wins for the Titans. Man, the Titans are gonna get two. Huh? <laughs> okay. Well, go from one Hawaiian quarterback to the next. So we'll say that they beat the Titan, uh, the Texan. No, uh, sorry. They will lose to the Texans in Week 15. Yep. They will most likely lose to the Saints in Week 16. Guaranteed. And then they could possibly get that. Uh, just depending on how the seeding for the playoffs is, they could maybe get a win there yes. in week seven. Three wins. <laughs> uh, what were we trying to get to? Seven uh, and a half. Yikes. Really? Wait. Oh, yeah. Man, I just don't I believe th- in this team. They're not getting seven. They're not getting anywhere close to seven. Seems like they play a lot of good teams. They do. This and that's is, the I problem. And I feel like. I feel like a broken record sometimes saying, oh, this team has a hard schedule. But I think the Titans have the hardest schedule that we've seen so far. Well, just especially with the division they're in, like it's... Um, it is a tough division, yeah. The Colts are going to be really good. The Texans will be really good. Even the Jags should potentially... These, this team is like... They get to play... It looks like they're playing the NFC South. So you've got Atlanta, the Saints, Carolina, all talented teams right like tampa's kind of a question mark but then like the random games they're playing this year cleveland kansas city the chargers yeah oh, they also the, played the uh the afc, they also west, play the AFC west yeah well that's another good division so it's just like these guys got a short end of the stick here the cards didn't yeah exactly go their way here so well, regardless over <laughs> eight no. wins no, I uh, yeah I can't see them getting eight wins. But that's the thing too is I felt like last year's team getting nine wins. I don't think I would guess that either. So, yeah. but yeah, I, like, I I I'm not confident in <laughs> enough to say that they could win over seven and a half games. No, like I could see them approaching seven if they had a year kind of like last year. But like I don't I just don't see it going more than that. Yeah. Well. Oh, under. Sorry, Titans. Man. You are the Raiders of the South. <laughs> Didn't expect to be that hard on that team, but I just don't have any confidence. Yeah, for a team that like basically poaches all their players from the Patriots. <laughs> Unless Mariota starts catching his own table. touchdowns again. Wait, that was him, right? Say what? In that playoff game, Mariota caught his own touchdown pass. Oh, yeah. I thought you were talking about Vrabel because Vrabel caught a touchdown pass oh, yeah. one year playoffs back in the day. Dude, Vrabel was – they always lined him up at like tight end or whatever on those goal line plays. Yeah. Good dude. <laughs> a bad team. So, okay. Colts next? We're going, to the, we're going to the Colts. Okay. What and... was the totals for Indianapolis? They had 10 wins last year. And the over-under is set at the exact same number. Ten wins. Let's see if we can find them ten wins this year. Starting with week one, the Los Angeles, sorry, the San Diego, sorry, the Los Angeles Chargers. San Diego, supercharged. Maybe I'll play that song in this episode. Oh, that'd be good. Even though it has nothing to do with that division, but anyway. 
we have the Chargers winning week one against the Colts. So we have the Colts taking a loss here. Okay. 0-1. Week two, they play the Titans. We had the Titans losing, so Colts pick up their first win. Yeah. Versus Atlanta in week three. That's going to be a good game. Yeah. I like... I think I like the Colts here. Okay. Two and one. I I like Atlanta a lot this year, but the Colts are going to be at home. They're going to be sitting at one and one. I think they're going to be looking to win, okay. get some wins under their belt. So, yeah, let's give them another win there. Two and one going against Oakland in week four. We have the Raiders. We must I think have we're pretty Raiders hard on the Raiders. They are losing this game. So, the Colts have three wins. Kansas City what them we... here. Ooh, we had the Chiefs losing this game. Okay, yeah. I mean, I can see that. Yeah, Colts are have four wins. Wow. Now, they get to play Houston after their bye week. Do we think that they're going to split with Houston this year? I do. I think so, too. So let's give them the win here because they'll be at home in week seven. Okay. Yeah, five wins. The Denver Broncos are, are going lose to the Colts in week eight is what we had. So they are at six wins. They might be getting to ten. Okay. They get to play Pittsburgh Steelers in week nine. Oh, we had the Steelers winning that game. Yes. Nice. <laughs> well, they are in Pittsburgh, and I'm sure. And I'm okay with that because that, I think that's going to be a tough game for them. I think Pittsburgh will match up well with them. Big Ben has been known to go off for like almost 600 yards against the Colts in the past too. So yeah, just saying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in so we're still at six wins. Okay. Uh, they get to face Miami in Week Ten, and this okay. is where we have the Colts getting their seventh win. Yes. Now, what did we do with Jacksonville? Did we have? Did a we sp- have them split? Yeah, I think we had them split with the with the tight. Well, wait a minute. Let me go back. Yeah, I believe we had them split with uh, the sorry, the Colts and the Texans beat them twice. The Jags, I mean. Okay. So one of these games, the Colts will lose, and one will, one they'll win. So they'll probably lose this game. Yeah. Okay. And then they're playing at Houston. We think they're going to lose that one. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're still sitting at seven. Titans in week 13. What did we say for the Titans? I should have been writing this one down. We had Tennessee splitting with Houston. No, we didn't. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. And we yeah, had so the Colts beating them twice. So, yeah, so this is where they get their eighth win. They get to play the Bucks in week 14. I think they get their ninth win. Mm-hmm. New Orleans, I think they lose. Yeah. And then they end the year with Carolina, Jacksonville. I think they win one of those games. So we have, we already had them losing to Jacksonville once. I guess it doesn't so, really matter if they get one win in the last two games. Yeah. Yeah. So they're going to be, so we are looking like a 10 win team here, which fits perfectly with what we have. So right Kyle, I'll let, I'll let you go first. What do you think? Are they going to go under or over 10 wins? I like the Colts as an 11-win team. 
I know we found ten, but I think that they can squeak out another one. They'll probably get yeah, like potentially at Pittsburgh could be a win for them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, any one of these other like they could beat Jacksonville twice. I could see. I'm gonna go with the over because we have to pick one. Over. I am going to agree with you. I think okay. they're going to be able to maybe get another win somewhere where we give them a loss, and I could see this team as an 11-win team. One. So. One. One thing I didn't think about though. Sounds like Andrew Luck has some like issues with another injury. That's fine. They got oh. Jacoby set behind him. <laughs> I think it's like an ankle or something, but some people are worried that it could be like more an Achilles. Oh, really? At some point. Okay, this is this might be unsubstantiated claims here, but um, I saw something on NFL Network the other day. Uh, let me just – I'm just going to look this up here quick. Yeah, sure. And if I can read what I thought I heard – um, his calf. Frank Reich said Andrew Luck calf is not ready to take the next step in his recovery. Luck's out of all of minicamp because of the injury, but he was expected to be ready for the start of training camp. Luck said he has not improved pain-wise, however, and the team will hold him back for at least a couple of days. Now going on three months, this injury is becoming a real concern. Oh, boy. Hmm. Assuming he's healthy, 11 wins. <laughs> really? I think so, too. Any th- without Andrew Luck, that team is definitely under 10 wins. I Even with Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, without him, yeah, it's under. Okay. That's good. I Yeah, I hopefully, like, you don't want to assume that he's going to be injured, and you don't hope that he's going to be injured, because I think... Oh yeah. Well, I don't know, last year was really fun to watch the Colts again because right. Their offense was awesome and and it just even that offensive line like how little luck was harassed and mm-hmm. sacked. It it just it's a well-built team but it really sake. only functions properly when he's there. Yeah, for the sake of TY Hilton on my fantasy team, I mean Andrew Luck better be the healthy. Sake of Paris Campbell. <laughs> Devin Funches. T- Man, my team is relying on Andrew Luck a lot right now. Okay, we are now going to the Houston Texans, not the Texans, Houston. Ugh. This is interesting. don't like this schedule either. They had 11 wins last year. But the over-under is only set at 8. Yeah, and I think we can see why. This is not going to be fun for them. Oh, okay. I haven't opened the schedule yet. Oh, it's not great. Well, one, two, three, four. Well, see, the thing is, what did Houston start last year? 0-3 or something before they won, like, yeah, 10 straight? So, like, yeah. they've shown a precedent to... Start slow, but come on hot at the end. Yeah, or just potentially not be good, you know, but... Then they went on a kind of a hot streak, so who knows? And assuming like a like a um, healthy year from Deshaun Watson, fingers crossed for Will Fuller. Um, yeah. John J. Hopkins is the best wide receiver in the NFL. Yeah, Hopkins is wild. Yeah, this can be. This will be interesting. Okay, let's get into Week One here. 
versus the Saints. Ooh, Drew Brees, the number Monday two Night player in the NFL top 100. <laughs> number six, was he? Number two. Oh, wait, yeah. What did you say? Tom, Tom Brady was six, right? Tom Brady was six, which is fine. But uh, Wow, number two for Drew Brees. Drew Brees at two, that's, that's impressive stuff. Not sure if I agree, but we can get into that later. Uh, I think this is a loss for Houston. Yeah. They're going to be in New Orleans. Michael Thomas just got paid. Sean Payton's a beast. Kamara's still a beast. It's a loss. Latavius Murray's a beast. This is the first Jer- of the... Jeremy of the... Shockey's a beast. <laughs> Jeremy Shockey. Did Jeremy Shockey ever play there? Uh, yeah, he did after he left the Giants. That was an appropriate... Um, Jimmy Graham is a beast. <laughs> We're just naming old saints now. Aaron Brooks. Uh, I, oh, <laughs> who? Do you Aaron remember that Brooks. name? Aaron Brooks, their old Deuce, uh, quarterback. Deuce McAllister. <laughs> oh man, how many old saints can we name here? Marquise Colston. Oh, dude, that's like the Michael Thomas before Michael Thomas. I mean, he wasn't quite that good, but you know what I mean. Joe Horn. Joe Horn, baby. Impressive stuff. Okay. Man, you, you have a better memory than I do on these Saints. No, that's all I got. Okay. Can't think of any more. Yeah, um, and this is the first game. CJ of... Spiller. CJ Spiller. Uh, oh, yeah. Did CJ Spiller play there? He might have. I think he did after, uh, was it after Buffalo? Anyway. Maybe. David Garrard. No, I don't think he played there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is the first, uh, this is the first game of that opening Monday night doubleheader. Which is always a good time. It is, but that's a loss. It it's won't a be loss. a good time. Loss. Jacksonville, week two. Oh, we said Jacksonville's going to lose this game. Yeah, so there's the first win. What did we have? Chargers. We, the Chargers. we had them losing to Houston, so Houston picks up their second win. Okay. The Carolina Panthers. I think they beat Carolina, lose to Atlanta, I'm going to say. I agree with that. So we're at three wins. Kansas City, we had... Uh, yeah, Houston loses this game. I think I agree. And what did we say for the Colts? Did we have them splitting? I think we must have. Yeah, I think we did. So regardless, this one's at Indy, so we can say a loss, I guess. Wow. Raiders... We had to have them beating Oakland. Yeah, they they beat the Raiders, so we're at four wins. Jacksonville. This is another London game. Wait. Oh, this is the London game, yeah. Oh, yeah, the one we... So I think we said Houston was going to win this one. Yeah, I think I think we... Yeah, we said Jacksonville would lose twice to, to uh, Houston. So we have five wins for Houston. Mm-hmm. Baltimore. Let me go back here. We had the Ravens. Playing, Ooh, we had the we had Houston winning this game, so six wins for Houston so okay. far. Uh, the Colts, we have them. We have them winning this one. Winning this game, so seven. Let's go to New England. Ooh, we said that they were going to lose to the Texans. That's another win. Okay. Eight wins. The Broncos. Let's see here. What did we say? 
we said that Houston would lose this game, so the Broncos were going to get the win. Okay, I'm good with that. And then we finish off with Tennessee, Tampa, Tennessee. Did we have them splitting with Tennessee as well? Yeah, I no, think they No, we had the Colts splitting with Tennessee, I thought. Okay, so then they win, they win both of these games? Man, I think they split, man, because they're going to be like close to 11 wins here because they're at eight right now. Yeah, no, I said, I think I said Houston might have a, like something wrapped up by week 17 and yeah, Tennessee would win that. So yeah, we'll have them split. So they're at nine. Do they get their 10th win versus Tampa? Man, I feel like we're going to be really low on Tampa based on how we've been picking here, but let's, let's say they lose that game. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's at Tampa. Mm-hmm. Tampa may be doing something there. Okay. So we roughly gave them nine wins. I think that's what we ended up at. Yeah. And they were projected to get eight. I can see this team. I'm going to take the over on this. I, I see this team winning more than eight games. Yeah, I think they win. I think they win at least eight. And nine looks very likely. Ten probably even. Doable. Two. So. Over. Over. Cool. So there you have it. There's the AFC. We're done the AFC. Yeah. And we'll move on to, I think the N. I think the NFC South is next week. Sounds good. Cool. Well, yeah, that's our over under picks for this week. Let us. Sorry know. to all. Titans fans out yeah. there that listen to us. Yeah, Raiders and Titans fans probably don't like us right now, but they probably don't listen to us oh, either, so there you go. To. Speaking of the Raiders, I might actually, I know I said this before, but I might actually watch Hard Knocks this year. I've never watched it before, but I think, John, I think John Gruden plus that whole ragtag group of guys is going to be fun. He'd have some good one-liners that would come out. Yeah. For sure. Um, okay. Well, I think we'll move right along to our fantasy section. And this week, I think what we're going to do is just discuss some big training camp items that have come out that affect our fantasy teams mainly, but also a few other notes. So... So we've got bad news and bad news. Bad news and bad news. Ben, do you want to start out with your bad news? Because I feel like it's like double, triple bad news. It's basically any running back I own is in trouble. (laughs) Um, So I own Refresher here, Ezekiel Elliott, holding out. He's in Mexico doing who knows what. Melvin Gordon wants to get paid. Or get traded. Derrick Henry, apparently walking around in a walking boot. But I think that's minor. <laughs> I think he's going to be okay. Philip Lindsay is splitting carries with Royce Freeman. And they just signed Theo Riddick. That's fantastic. <laughs> and who's the other one? Oh, Kenyon Drake apparently is just not getting opportunities. And he's going to split time with Kalen Balaj. And, yeah, it kind of kills my running back room. So, well... Looking at like the two main ones though, Ezekiel Elliott, Melvin Gordon. So let's start with Melvin Gordon. Some of the stuff we've heard about recently is there was an offer 
which looked like $10 million a year, roughly. Um, which is very low. Well, yeah, which is wasn't accepted. I don't know when the trade request came in, whether it was before uh, that con- that extension was offered or if it was after. But either way, um, he requested to be traded. That was declined. And it's weird because it's like Gordon always talks about how he loves San- he's, I'm sorry, he loves being a Charger, wants <laughs> to be a Charger. The Chargers say we love Gordon. We want him to be a Charger. But it's like, I don't know. It seems like they're kind of being, they're contradicting like everything they say by what they do. So. Yeah. I mean, if we look on a bright side in a situation, if he gets traded, that means the team that's trading for him is going to pay him and he'll be on the field. Right. <laughs> But, so I'm okay with that. Yeah, exactly. As long as it was maybe like a Tampa Bay where I know he's not going to be splitting. Or like uh, I'd be cool with the Green Bay. I saw that as a kind of hypothetical situation. Ooh, that, would awesome make, that'd make our yeah. good friend Jordan very mad. But Well, I'm, I would be okay with that too. <laughs> but Jordan would be happy for huddled buddies. He'd be okay with that. Oh, yeah. He's also in the same predicament with owning Melvin Gordon, not having any clarity on what he's going to do. Any, I guess any other things on Melvin Gordon is kind of the situation with him. It's kind of a headache, I hope. And from what I understand, similar to Zeke, is that these two guys are still under contract. So right. what, what's different than with the Le'Veon Bell situation is that if they are to hold out, they are going to get penalized, be fined for the time that they miss. Yeah. And I don't know, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but like this doesn't influence or it will influence that fifth year option. Basically, holding out this whole year or holding out isn't going to get them any closer to free agency, if I understand that correctly. Yeah, I'm not too sure of the specifics, um, but it probably does. And that's why, yeah. like, I can't see him holding out for an entire season because it's not yeah. it's not like Le'Veon Bell where he's franchise tagged and if he just doesn't sign the franchise tag, he's technically not under contract. Right. So he doesn't have to show up. Like I think there would come a point where he'd have to play a certain number of games for it to be counted as a full season. Which is, I don't know if that's week six or week eight, but either way, Elliot and Gordon will both show up at some point. Yeah. I'm confident. Uh, if it's week one, I, I don't know. I'm starting to doubt for Gordon that it's week one. I'm pretty sure Elliot's going to play the whole year. Pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Don't know. So if we want to talk a little bit about Zeke, just he's still under contract for even longer. He's got like two years on his DL. But he's at first it just kind of seemed like a like a move to be like, hey, this is what I'm willing to do in the future if we need to go down this road. And I thought he would be at camp day one, but he wasn't. So now I'm not really sure what his intentions are, although I am confident that he will play most of the year just because his contract situation is different than Gordon's and he has more time on it. And and really, you look at both of these franchises, they're good teams. They have Super Bowl windows not that they're like obviously there's other teams in the way but they have the talent there to make a push and 
possibly make a deep playoff run. But you take Zeke out, you put in Alfred Morris. You take Melvin Gordon out, you put in Austin Eckler. Those offenses aren't the same. They're not near the same. They're not near as dangerous. And defenses don't have to worry, scheme, plan the same. Right. When you when you have Zeke and Gordon in. So it's it's really gonna hurt the Chargers and the Cowboys if those two players aren't on the field. And yeah. I, I think they both want to win, and I think especially the Chargers, they realize that, hey, Rivers doesn't have that much more time with his ability and, like, the level that he's playing at and kind of the team that they have around him right now. They have a good defense. they got a good offense. Like, now's the time for them to really go for it and just, just pay Gordon. Go make a playoff run and help out my fantasy team. I really appreciate it. Yeah, because here's a situation I just thought of. Like, if Rivers truly – doesn't you know might be around for a few more years maybe two more i don't know how long but like if you pay gordon and then you end up with a rookie quarterback on a rookie deal who's yeah. pretty good then you're still set yeah. you know because most of the teams that have these young quarterbacks are the ones that we see succeed because they just have a lot of money to divvy out elsewhere and and i understand too like with Dallas, their contract situation is going to be interesting because they want to – I don't know how it's going to work. They need to pay Dak. They need to pay Amari. They need to pay Byron Jones. They need right. to pay Leighton Vanderesh at some point in the future. Jalen Smith. I don't know what Sean Lee is going to do. I, what happened with Demarcus Lawrence? They franchise tag him? Uh, yeah, something like that. He's still on like, the I team. Don't, I don't know if their plans are to extend him anymore. But then, so then, and then, where does Zeke's contract fit in? Are they going to be able to sign all those players? I don't think so. Yeah. I don't know who's the odd man out. Is it Zeke? You don't think so because of what he brings to that offense and kind of what you were you brought up a point earlier. I don't know if we were recording, but you just kind of said, like Dak's able to do what he can, whether it's his confidence in Zeke or having Zeke, and. Uh, like I'm sure there's some sort of chemistry between the two where they play off each other and there's I feel like you need both Dak and Zeke if you're going to make a, a Super Bowl run oh big time um, but who knows what Jerry Jones is going to do apparently you don't need a leading rusher to win a Super Bowl but when your quarterback's Dak Prescott you do yeah and when all of your Super Bowl championships have come when <laughs> the leading rusher that seems kind of of an odd statement to me but anyway yeah so that's that's so in summary tough pay Z, pay gordon and let my team live <laughs> yeah because i've heard that zeke and the cowboys aren't really close to anything at this point no. so yeah that was the funny thing was i think i was talking to brady and so like Michael Thomas was having a little bit of a holdout, obviously, before he signed his big deal. And I woke up that morning, and it was like, I saw, like, kind of just, like, briefly, I saw, like, breaking, like, uh, 100 million, or, like, max deal signed sort of thing. And I was like, oh, like, is this for Zeke, or is this for Gordon? And I said, Michael Thomas. I was like, oh, great. So, like, Brady gets the security with Michael Thomas, and then I look, and it says, Zeke and the Cowboys are nowhere near, like, <laughs> And I was like, oh, great. So that's like, that's gone nowhere. It's gone the opposite way. So, yeah, that's rough. 
But I think that's probably enough about those two guys. Mm-hmm. Let's get into somebody else who's on your fantasy team. Yeah. The guy by the name of A.J. Green. Recently oft-injured A.J. Green. Um, yeah. We all know the feeling of getting an update on your phone for one of your fantasy guys with a somewhat major injury. It's terrible. The worst. So A.J. Green went down with a... Um, was it an ankle injury of some kind? Something like that, yeah. Anyway, somewhere in the leg. And it's he had, always below the shin with that guy. Yeah, and they had to have surgery because um, originally they thought that maybe he'd be ready for the, still the beginning of the season, but now it seems like he's going to miss games. And from what they're speculating now, it might be the first two or three. But, you know, with this kind of stuff... Maybe it's more like four to five. But I guess looking on the bright side, he's not out for the year. And when he plays, he's super effective, puts up numbers. Yeah. Depends on how this injury heals and what it's like coming back. But at least he's not looking, he's not out for the year. He might, if, if if the best case scenario happens, he just misses the first two or three games, which isn't too hard to deal with. I feel like I have some decent receivers otherwise, but he's a big part. Yeah, and he had some games last year where he really, he had, like, you know, he put up some points where it really gave your team, like, that boost to, like, get the yeah. win in the week. And it's hard having to, like, who would you be putting in in replacing Green? Well, I had San- I had Emmanuel Sanders on the bench just because of the way my lineup was, so I just plugged him in which is a pretty good replacement but, yeah that's not a bad replacement but sanders would have been one of my flex guys probably anyway so like right um so it would be nice to have sanders and yeah and so it weakens me there anyway okay so yeah that's anybody tough. else that comes up for injuries or contract issues that you want to talk about i know that um i don't know if any of that affect our team's uh very much there's been little injuries here but a couple other notes just big things from training camp i've been hearing um apparently kyler murray looks like really really good yeah like like crazy good i listened to something today that talked about how he spent most of his life being like a two-sport athlete and having to dedicate his time to two different games whereas now it's all football all the time right and you know we like we knew the speed coming in that he had it and that cliff kingsbury is building an offense that's going to be tailored to him and, and his his talents and then on top of that just the arm strength i guess like like he's a baseball player so like he has a good arm and like we looked at like patrick mahomes that was another good example of a baseball player being able to play the quarterback position and be able to sling it. Mm-hmm. And f- from what I've read or kind of listened to and heard is that, like you hear the comments from Larry Fitzgerald about how he has a good command of the offense and he has a good understanding of it, but then just that he can throw it. So this will be, I'm starting to regret not taking him in the rookie draft. I'll say it that way. Yeah. I was just going to mention, I was, um, very tempted 
even before I traded you for that, you know, to get to take uh, Montgomery. Montgomery. Um, yeah. I was like Kyler Murray was kind of in my mind because I was kind of needed some youth infusion in my quarterback room, and like I was so tempted to even take him even at even at three, even though I moved up to take a running back. <laughs> right. But um, yeah. I mean, everything sounds like, and I know it's training camp, but like you hear glowing reviews of this guy. So, but this is this is um, something that, well, like we hear about the offense they're going to run. It's going to be Kyler Murray and David Johnson in the backfield. With, I think they're just going to go four wide receivers. I think they're going to throw. Andy Isabella and Larry Fitzgerald in the slot, or maybe Larry Fitzgerald on the outside. They're going to throw Christian Kirk in the slot, and they're going to have the big man, Hakeem Butler, on the outside. And they're just going to put up yards, put up numbers, put up stats. I don't know if that's going to translate into wins, but I think it translates into fantasy points. Yeah, exactly. So, anyway, that's a interesting note. Ben Hubert must be very happy to hear that. Congratulations. And the last thing of note, and I'm not sure how this affects whoever's fantasy teams. I guess I do have. I was going to keep Sterling Shepard in my uh, in uh, Huddle Buddies, um, but luckily that one's redraft for the most part. Uh, the Giants' receiving core is absolutely in shambles. That team is in shambles, and we like to well, laugh at them. I was trying to listen to something where they. Well, I don't know if it was on. The Dan Levitar show where they said it was like the curse of the great Beckham Bino. <laughs> so like they get rid of Beckham and like their wide receivers are like cursed now. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I'm all on board for the Giants having mm-hmm. curses. So yeah, so I, I'm good with that. Right. I knew you would be. Sterling Shepard broke a finger, I think, fractured a finger. Um, so it sounds like that won't be super long term, but still something. Uh, Golden Tate is suspended for the first four games. Yep. Um, he tested positive for some substance, and apparently he's saying it was a fertility drug he was taking. Mm. Trying to have a baby, I guess. And he didn't know what was in there. Um, but anyway, nonetheless, I don't think his appeal will overturn that. I think I saw that there was like a 0% chance it could get overturned. Yeah, same. Uh, actually, I heard Adam Schefter say as much on Golik and Wingo, which I don't ever listen to, but just the other morning it was on. <laughs> Shefty. Uh, and then Corey Coleman, who is a former first-round pick and trying to have a resurgence in the league, tore his ACL and is out for the year. Yikes. So rough time for the Giants and Giants fans. So who's the starting receiver? Who's the number one? Uh, I don't think I even know anyone else in their receiver. I know they have, like, the Cody Latimer. Oh. Darius Slayton. It's going to be Latimer. Uh, so the number one wide receiver is probably going to be Evan Ingram. Oh, yeah, Ingram. No, won. scratch that. It's Saquon Barkley. <laughs> right. They do have those two weapons. But I think Ingram's set up to – I mean, he was already set up for to – he was projected to be very good this year. Yeah, this only makes more targets available for him. But anyway, that is, uh, I think those are the major notes that come out of training camp so far, injury-wise, holdout-wise, all that good stuff. 
and how it affects fantasy football. Don't worry, there'll be more to come. Yes, there will be a lot more to come. I mean, it was just a few years ago. I don't know if you remember this, but when we were in Huddle Buddies and Lauren, we we drafted before preseason, and Lauren had like three of his starting receivers go down for the year. Jordy Nelson, I can't remember oh, the other yeah. two, but he just got owned. So um, things are going to happen. There's still going to be lots of injuries. <laughs> so we'll see why we're holding off on doing a couple of our drafts until right but with dynasty we we just you don't gotta, get to play that game you don't get to have that luxury every time a sleeper app update comes to my phone i get nervous yeah don't worry it's all going towards my team <laughs> yeah have you ever you ever watched that show how i met your mother yes they have a, like the guy on one episode they call him the blitz mm-hmm and it's like whenever something good happens, like it's when he's not in the room, he's like unlucky. I feel like I'm the blitz of our league this year. <laughs> Just with like everything that's happening with like Zeke and like Melvin Gordon. Right. So I'm kind of hoping I can somehow pass that on to somebody else before the season starts. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like I got it from you last year. <laughs> yeah, the running back. Uh, the curse of the running back. Curse room. of the running backs. Who knows, man? Anyway. Maybe maybe if Melvin Gordon ends up going to Green Bay, that'll pass on to Jordan. <laughs> you hear that, Jordan? It's coming for you. You're the blitz. <laughs> no, but like, but like you said, that was a that was a very hypo- hypothetical thing you you heard, hey? Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, that I think that does it for that fantasy section. Um. There's going to be lots more news as we go along here, so each week we'll update it. But to end the show, I think we're going to read some tweets. Let's let's hear them tweets. Insert Twitter sound here. Um, okay, well, we had a couple tweets this week with some interesting stuff. Uh, our our good friend Rory Barfus tweeted, he's a valid, a valid avid i don't know i said valid my bad he's a valid twitterer he's an avid listener of the podcast thank you rory we appreciate it very much and he said like the podcast guys just wanted to say that ben has some ridiculous (laughs) takes on his beloved patriots going over on 11 wins for the patriots without gronk with brady's age i can't see them getting more than 10 great podcast just gotta knock the patriots love and I know that there's probably a little bit of sarcasm in this tweet, and I like to agree with it because it's Patriots bashing, but I'm going to turn the time over to you, Ben, to rebuttal, re, for your rebut, re, for your rebuttal to this tweet. Oh, thank you, Kyle. No, and I think Rory, that's fine. Like Rory can like point out that there. I'm probably a little too ambitious in some of my Patriots predictions but here's some of my reasoning for why i think the patriots will have a good year in fact a year and where i think they could get 12 wins um let's so let's just start out with um so some i was listening to something about on twitter there was a video colin coward put out and he put out Basically, he was talking about why he doesn't think the Patriots dynasty is going to end and why he doesn't want to hear what people say that it's over because it's just dumb and 
It's not. So the first point he brought up was like, and the point that I will use to argue why we will win a certain amount of games is the fact that we still have the best coach in the NFL. And coaching has a huge influence on your win-loss record. Like, let's take, for example, the Kansas City Chiefs and the Los Angeles Rams this year. Both have great coaches. Both had phenomenal years. And if we remember back to probably the game of the year, these two teams put up 105 points, which is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. They then go on to play Bill Belichick's team in the playoffs, and they combined score a total of 31 points. Sorry, 34 points. If D4 just could have stayed on side. Yeah, yeah, if D4 could have stayed on on side. (laughs) But I honestly believe through the coaching of Bill Belichick, he knows how to take away teams' best player. He knows how to take high-scoring offenses and still compete with them maybe when they aren't known for for competing in that manner. So that was the kind of the first thing I was looking at. And the other thing was, well, like, like in, in Rory's tweet, he brought up, um, what did he say? Blah, blah, blah. Patriots are going, going over on 11 wins for the Patriots, question mark, without Gronk, question mark. Let's be honest here. It's been a few years since Gronk has been himself. Like, how many games did Gronk play last year? Not a lot. Mm-hmm. The Falcons Super Bowl, Gronk wasn't there. So, not having Gronk, and I'm a huge Gronk fan. I love Rob, but I'm not going to pretend like Rob was this piece to our offense that just separated us from everybody, especially over the past few years. Before the past few years, yeah, he was that, but he hasn't been that recently. So when we look at this team, this team is now younger, is more athletic through the additions they've made in the draft, and their defense really didn't get any worse. So I think this team is still going to compete on both sides of the ball, and I think they're younger and I think they're faster. still have Tom Brady, who is probably still one of the best big-time quarterbacks or big-game quarterbacks in the NFL. If not, if he's not the best one, he's probably pretty close. Um... And then there's just the division. The division's weak. And I, and I know that. So, honestly, looking at their schedule, Jets, Dolphins, Bills. We play them twice. That could be six wins right there. That's <laughs> half of the 12 that it's we need. Six wins. And so then, if I'm going to go through their schedule and look, that's real quick. The Giants. I think we could beat the Giants. The Giants are going to suck. Washington Redskins. They're not going to be very good. Cincinnati. They're not going to be very good. And so, like, Getting to 12 wins doesn't seem like a stretch for me. Um, so that's why I made that prediction. And But like I appreciate what Rory brings up because you know what? I might be a little blind by my own like love for that team, but I think through some of these just points that I made, like I think that, like Bill Belichick has figured out how to get to the Super Bowl every year. He's got those six games where those are winnable games in the division. He's got to win, what, four more games to get to double digits. Probably will get a bye. Needs two home wins to get to the Super Bowl. Like, I don't know. It seems like they kind of have a formula that's working for him. And so I that's why I kind of give them the love and the 
the hype, I guess, to get 12 wins. So, but I appreciate Rory calling me out because it's always good to keep yourself in check. But I, that's my reasoning for, for giving them the over on that 11 game prediction. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, I I could see a scenario where they win 10 games, but I could also see a scenario where they win 12. So it's not hard to say that they will get to 12. But I know I know you would love to see see the under. Oh, boy, would I. <laughs> Speaking of Rory, we should probably get Rory on here at some point. Yeah, he's a he has some good insights. He's a relatively new football fan the last few years. It's always Is nice. Is he a Steelers fan? Uh, I think that's how he aligns, yes. Okay, never mind then. We're good. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm glad my influence could sneak in there. Your indoctrination of... it's a beautiful thing anyways thanks Rory Uh, you can also send a rebuttal of Ben's comments here today if you'd like thank you Rory (laughs) (laughs) so one more tweet Lauren McCleave another avid listener and fan of the show it seems (laughs) thanks Lauren thank you Lauren so he had he just had an observation. He was listening to a podcast where they were talking about Mike Tomlin's playoff record. And I they must have been talking about recent as we figured out with our Twitter exchange here. Only playoff wins in recent years are against Matt Moore, AJ McCarron, and Alex Smith. He's just wondering how I feel about Tomlin and what kind of leash he should have as a coach. So, that's an interesting question, because Tomlin came in, won a Super Bowl in his second year, first year? In his second year. Either way, pretty, pretty quick, beat the Cardinals. So, in that playoffs, he beat the Chargers, the Ravens, and the, uh, the Cardinals. So... Rivers, Flacco, Kurt Warner. At that time, those, you know, pretty good QBs to beat there. Mm-hmm. And then they beat the uh, the feared Mark Sanchez. Hate that guy. After the Jets took out the Patriots, thank goodness, in 2010. <laughs> but then lost to Aaron Rodgers in the Super Bowl because of a stupid fumble by Richard Mendenhall. But that's beside the point. But yeah, since then, Lauren is correct. Not much playoff success, regular season success, getting to the playoffs. But not a lot of deep runs. And when they do, they get destroyed by that one team that must not be named. The Buffalo Bills? Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Same division, yes. <laughs> but Tomlin, for me, I'm a obviously a big Tomlin guy. There's a lot of Steelers fans who aren't because they see the playoff uh, failures, especially with teams that had Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, etc. And I know there's a lot of player, a lot of fans that clamor for him to be fired every year. I'm not one of those. Tomlin's been a really good coach 
we look at his record overall, it's only second to the probably the GOAT, Bill Belichick. Oh, thank you. Regular season-wise. And that means something. Uh, Steelers have never had a losing season under Tomlin. They've gone 8-8 eight and eight twice. Uh, they've only missed the playoffs three or four times since 2007. Um, anyway, but having said that, if we compare any coach to Bill Belichick, we're going to see that they're not good, if that's yeah. the standard. Yeah. But Tomlin's kind of been the next guy. You know, maybe you put him with an Andy Reid type. Andy Reid doesn't have a Super Bowl, but Andy Reid's teams are usually pretty good mm-hmm. uh, in somewhat of contention. Um, so to me, if Tomlin was, if they decided to go in a different direction, I wouldn't be mad just because maybe that's something they need to get over the hump. But I also think Tomlin is still very good. And I think him and Ben are tied at the hip. Roethlisberger probably has three years right. left, at least on his contract. That's what he has left. And I think if when, I think when Roethlisberger retires, that's when they'll move on to a new coaching staff, to a new head coach and everything. So I think Tomlin's locked in till Ben's gone. That's what I think. Uh, but like I said, if they decided to do something different, I, I honestly wouldn't be super upset. Um, but I still think Tomlin is a good coach. Players players really like him. Um, anyway, that's my that's my thoughts. But Ben, I know you had maybe some numbers and things. Yeah. So no, and I agree with really what you've said, um, especially with like if we're comparing other coaches to Bill Belichick. That's just that's just not fair. Um, because I do feel like Bill Belichick is the outlier in that in that case. But when I was looking at those uh, tweets from Lauren and how it was brought up, it was like, these are the quarterbacks, A, B, C, D, of who they beat in the playoffs. I started to think, I was like, okay, well, who who are the teams that are beating the Steelers? And so I wanted to go and look. So obviously, I just kind of broke it down into the 12 seasons. Or sorry, the uh, 12 let me make sure I got this right. Yeah, 12 seasons that he's coached. So of those four, he's missed the playoffs. Four of those, he's missed the playoffs. So we're down to eight super uh, playoff appearances. Um, so quickly, four of those come at a loss of like pretty competitive teams. So one of the ones that I came across was the Jacksonville Jaguars in 2017. Um, that was a really good team. Arguably mm-hmm. one of the best defenses we've seen in a long time. And if we remember, that game was a shootout where they lost by three points. And Ben Roethlisberger threw for over 500 yards in that game against one of the best defenses, the best defense that year, and probably one of the best defenses we've seen in a long time. Right. Um, one of those came to the Ravens, I believe. And the Ravens, I think, went on to win the Super Bowl that year. Um, looking at like some of the divisional round opponents that they faced, like – Peyton Manning-led team, Tom Brady-led team. Like that's who they were losing to. Obviously, those teams went on to win Super Bowls as well. Uh, and then just looking at it, too, like some, and that really breaks it down to two other games where those two other games were in the Super Bowl, of which they won one of those, and the one that they lost was to Aaron Rodgers. So basically, as I went through this, it was like, okay, these losses either came at the hand of 
Aaron Rodgers, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, who <laughs> are arguably three of the best quarterbacks we've ever seen. Right. Other ones came at the hand of arguably some of the best defenses we've ever seen in Jacksonville, in Baltimore, or and obviously Baltimore went on to Also, win. I mean, I know we make jokes about Flacco, like you said, but like a playoff god, right. Joe Flacco at the time. <laughs> And, like, those Ravens-built teams, their defense makes it much easier on mm-hmm. someone like a Flacco to perform well in the playoffs. So, although I think there is, like, like you, you brought up before, I think that you think that there are um, some Steelers fans that would like to see Tomlin go. Just kind of as I was looking at this, like, what other coach is really facing, like, for most, like, look at it, it's 20, 2007 to 2018, like, Peyton Manning and Tom Brady, like, it's their heyday. Like, yeah. And it's Bill Belichick that you're trying to get through, and it's the sheriff you're trying to get through. And it's like this Jacksonville defense, the Ravens, uh, the Denver, when they had their run. Like, these, uh, these are some really good teams that we've seen. And, and you know, I, I think that, that I think you can also make that argument for other teams in the NFC, but I feel like when it comes to Tomlin, they've done fairly well with the division and the conference that they've had to play in with arguably the best coach and the best quarterback the NFL has ever seen in their same conference. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I feel like Tomlin is a good coach, and I don't feel like people need to be calling for his head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean – being in the same conference during this Patriots run is wild. And the fact that they've won, been to the Super Bowl three times during this time, although never having beat the Patriots in those playoffs. But, I mean, it's just rough. Like, yeah. knowing that you might run into those guys, and when you do, <laughs> it's usually an L. It's a pretty big... It's a pretty big it's a pretty big hump to get over, and they haven't been able to, obviously. Um, but yeah, I think I think that's kind of my biggest point there is that I'll, even if the AFC has been down at times, the Patriots are always there. And yeah, and if it's not the Patriots, it's Peyton Manning. Right. And if it's not Peyton Manning, it's it's amazing defenses, like you said. Amazing 20, defenses. Twenty fifteen so. Denver, who by the way, Antonio Brown was out for that game. If you remember, he got because right. perfect, absolutely cracked him upside the head and the Steelers were again a fumble away from winning that game right and then who would you have had to play if you would have won that game the New England Patriots exactly so it's 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 tough (laughs) even when you guys do like when you get into the playoffs it's that's not even like there's so much more for a team like the Steelers to have to get through in order to get to the Super Bowl and and honestly, like let's let's relive that Super Bowl they beat the Cardinals in. Like that was a really good Cardinals team. Kurt Warner and like wow, that was a that's just a good football team. Yeah, they got so hot in in the playoffs that year. They were just and wild. Man, yeah, taking a loss to Aaron Rodgers in a Super Bowl like that's like I don't know he was the top ranked quarterback in my list. So, I don't know, like kind of, you know how I feel about them. So it's, yeah, it's not a an easy game either. So, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like it's a difficult time to be in the AFC 
and yeah, just have to deal with what they have to deal with all the time. Being in a tough division, being in a tough conference, and then mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it's so not I an guess, easy road. So I think right. with what they've had to deal with and what Tomlin's been able to accomplish is still pretty impressive. Yeah, so I guess to answer the question of how much of a leash he should have, so I think Tomlin has a large leash from the team. I think the GM loves him. I don't think like his bosses want him gone at all. Mm-hmm. Fans, on the other hand, there's a large there's a large number that call for his head every single year, and after every season, it's hard to go on social media because they're all over the place. Um, but myself, I really like Tomlin. I think he's a good coach. I think he can still get the job done. I also think that if they decided to go in a different direction, I'd be okay with it because, you know, something hasn't been working. So maybe that's the change they need. Who knows? But I do think right, that, and that era may just be near its end, right? Like mm-hmm. it may be like the Tomlin. Big Ben era maybe coming to an end, and then that's when, yeah, you're, like it's time for change. Yeah, I think a new coach with a new quarterback is kind of when that's going to happen. So, anyway, I hope that was sufficient, Lauren, for um, some insights there from both of us. So, Tomlin has some flaws, but he's also been one of the better coaches in the NFL. Is he top five? In the league right now? I think he has to – oh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I, I'd am i say so. Belichick, Reed, People Sean would probably Payton. put McVeigh. Oh, I don't know. Should Sean Payton. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I might put Doug Peterson. Right. But uh, McVeigh maybe. Yeah, but then I would I would be comfortable putting Tomlin as my fifth. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think I could put him in my top five. Yeah. I don't think I'm forgetting anybody rest of it. Oh, I really like Kyle Shanahan, but that's just because I like Kyle mm-hmm. Shanahan. I don't know if he's tough at coach yet. But, no, yeah. I'm really anyway. – uh, I'm actually excited to see how the Steelers do and Tomlin does this year when they um, are largely underdogs because I know that right. they've, they've thrived in that role in the past under Tomlin. So. And that's why I think they are – going to contend for that division title in the fact that and we saw part of it what was interesting last year was losing Bell and not having him for the whole year Connor was able to fill in and the 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 plan and the scheme that they had in place still worked with Connor yeah probably could have been much better with Bell but it still worked they still were able to win some games like that and it'll be interesting to see what this season will be like without Antonio Brown and I anticipate that Juju will be able to fill that role. Um, oh, yeah. Washington, maybe Dante Moncrief or this Deontay Johnson guy or Ryan Switzer, whatever. I think they'll have some other receivers fill in, be able to fill in those secondary roles. And it'll just be interesting to see if Tomlin can still get this team to a similar place that you know the, the Brown-Bell team was able to get to. Because if he's able to do that, Without those two players, like I, I think that's an impressive feat as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think it's going to be a very interesting year for them, and I'm very excited for it. But anyway, I think that does it for tonight. Um, we, I, th- I think this was a good, 
a good discussion. I think we had some good stuff here today. Yeah. Thanks for the tweets, guys. Yeah. Again, keep them coming. We like to answer your questions or uh, hear your feedback. So, uh, again, follow us on Twitter. That's where you can get at us. Um, And I think that does it. Yeah, I think we're good. Okay. Peace out. Good night.